It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, is Aaron Cheddar Talk Plotter. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, I know we were talking about last week how we wouldn't have anything to talk about except for basketball, and I don't want to talk about what the Bucks have been doing here lately. Badgers, yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Badger basketball yeah, and Badger wrestling. But yeah. uh, <laughs> can, can we eat... Can we sit here and eat Dallas fans' tears? <laughs> that is and, a very and, enjoyable and, thing right now. So yes, and, and just and just look back at how McCarthy did us wrong too, and now we're watching him do the Cowboys wrong, and we're like, oh wait, I've seen this before, <laughs> but it wasn't us, or it was us, but this isn't us. Right. It's the same thing, but different, but the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, that was the, just one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Um, and, and we talked about before we got in here, McCarthy has like gone into the whole like, well, the refs didn't, you know, we tried to do our job and they got to try to do theirs. I'm tired. They're like, no, man. Like, what are you talking about? And Dak doubled down on it today. Like after the game, he was mad because fans were throwing trash that was hitting Dallas players. And then later on, someone told him like, well, I think they were throwing at the referees. As they were leaving the field, and then they ended up hitting him. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, then good on them." Then and you're like, "No, no, that's not okay." And then today, and that the refs were off the field way before the players were. Well, it, it was very close. Apparently, like um, Gregory was still leaving or whatever was leaving at that point, and okay. they were throwing stuff, and they they looked like they hit him at one point. But either way, it's not okay to throw anything at the refs. That's gross. You're you're yeah. gross. You're being a Tennessee fan. But yeah. uh, uh, on top of that, <laughs> nice. It, yeah, they, if everybody remembers that game this year, <laughs> yeah. that game was just insane. But um, the the other thing is, it wasn't the refs' fault. Like Dak doubled down on that today, saying, "Yeah, the refs refs did stuff, and they you know, it really cost us." They're like, "No, man!" Like he, he goes down. Dan Orlovsky on on ESPN with Greenberg today went over and did a completely perfect review of it. The hilarious part, of course, is he's talking about like they didn't have an awareness which is hilarious coming from the guy who ran out the back of his own end zone and didn't realize it, but he right. was dead on. Um, he ran too far. When he got up, he didn't try to hand the ball to a referee. He handed it to his center, which is Biotish. Uh, Biotish is a Wisconsin guy. He should know better. He has never in his life. He didn't even want it. Look at him. Hey, John, give the Twitters, <laughs> twi- give the Twitter handles and let's get into this yeah, yeah. in the minute. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but they blew it. It was it's all the Cowboys. It's not the refs. But uh, yeah, right. well, you can follow us. In this whole show, this show can be found on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. That's Johnny J O N N Y because I'm Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. Also, you can find uh, me, Jonathan Barnett, at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, I know you're on Cheddar. You're, pardon me. I've already <laughs> said yours up front, kind of in your nickname, but give everybody your Twitter <laughs> handle. I am at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. And yes, every once in a while, hey, I, I'm fun to jump on to just, <laughs> just, to, just to watch me dive into the world of politics. 
and stir things up. It's fun. It's it's fun sometimes, John. Come on, and it really is. is like. Only when everybody knows that that you are only doing it to mess with people. And... I mean, my I mean, at Cheddar Talk is my handle, but my name is Aaron from Wisconsin with love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And people still get mad at me. I don't I understand don't it, John. I don't. I don't, I don't either. You're adorable. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> look at my baby blue eyes. Oh, so fantastic! All right, everybody, let's start everything into the actual sports talk here with what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so as far as football goes, the Packers going to be playing the 49ers. Uh, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of bedwetting going on around the state about this. I don't know. I mean, from yours truly, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh... There's things about this team that I think bother you. Uh, they've got a good pass rush, which is, I mean, I think the Lafleur system, if you stick to it, is actually well built to deal with the pass rush because there's a lot of quick passing that goes on. There's a lot mm-hmm. of quick reading, and Aaron knows it well enough now, three years into it, that he should be able to handle all of that. And mm-hmm. did the first time they played. Um, I think right. Dondre Campbell being in the middle of that defense is a great thing that you know we didn't get killed by Kittle this last time knock on wood um mm-hmm. but yeah there's things about it. they've they've got several receivers they're kind of quick uh Debo Samuel can play everywhere on the field uh doesn't much yeah, matter Yeah that dude's where awesome by the him. way he's a really good player <laughs> Yeah it's fantastic so I guess the their defense is pretty decent but their corners are a little suspect so I think it, it's a team that's that we can easily attack, we can easily score on. Um, they're an inventive offense, and they're going to be right. finding some things to do to get to get you going. They used Debo Samuel entirely as a running back this last week, almost almost exclusively, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just lit up the except Cowboys. for a couple of really big pass plays too. I mean, he was he was there in the pass game too. He was downfield. Yeah, they really understood kind of what Dallas couldn't do. And it was dealing right. with somebody like him. He's one of their most athletic, interesting players. Um, he's going to be interesting to see what they can do with him. Something that might change a lot in terms of how this defense plays is if Jair's back, which he's been practicing, and mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith has been practicing. Um, right. That that would massively change things. If suddenly we could have some kind of game where we're going to put Z inside next to Kenny Clark on passing downs, it's, it's it. Right. Um, Grapple is going to throw the ball to one of our corners at some point along the way. It's, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. He sails, he sails about seven passes a game. I noticed yesterday. Yeah. He's kind of a, I mean, everybody loves to hate on him, but I mean, it's mostly because you have to kind of hate on the bottom half of every, every league right. in terms of quarterback. He's, he's a, he's a very capable quarterback. He has yeah. all the right parts. Like he's like an erector set that you're trying to put together. <laughs> Okay, but there's that one that one engine or that one motor that you can't rely on. It either goes too fast sometimes or too slow sometimes. And he honestly, like he he has all the arm strength, he has the wherewithal to see who the open receivers are. He just has a real knack of overthrowing or underthrowing those wide open receivers because he finds them. He really does. Like if you see like the dudes that he's overthrowing by 10 feet over their head or 10 yards short, he's throwing it to the right guy. So yeah. he's got the wherewithal, but he, what did they say in the game yesterday? Uh, his, his blood <laughs> pressure might've gotten up a little bit and a little too much blood got to the head. Cause he sailed it over the guy's head by five feet, <laughs> you know? So like the guy's perfectly capable. Jimmy G is not 
a bad quarterback. Believe me, there's about 15 teams in the league that would love to have Jimmy G as a quarterback, yeah. um, including the Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, or the, well, uh, golf, golf might turn out in Detroit if they can ever get all their stuff straightened out. But anyway, yeah. so um, Debo is amazing. And, you know, I stopped and thought about it, and I was like, well, what if we put Devontae in the backfield? The thing is yeah. that the Packers don't have to put Devontae in the backfield because they have Aaron Jones. Yeah. It, and Debo Debo is basically what Devontae and uh, Aaron Jones would be if they were put together. Like, he does the same things. But yeah. He, and what, yeah. what scares me, though, in the bedwetting from this side of the microphone <laughs> is that this, this San Francisco team's not that different from the same one that took the Packers to the woodshed in early 2020 wow. after the wash your butt, wash your face or wash your butt, wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Devante to wash, wash, wash your hands, wash your butt, wash your hands, wash your butt. Yeah. The next, the next game after that, I think was the San Francisco game. I remember cause I was stuck in Iowa Woo. Yeah. and but, uh, watching that game on an iPad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's almost the same San Francisco team minus some very key players on their defense, but their offense looks oddly the same. And I even threw it out there to you on Twitter, Nagler and Andy Herman's too good for us now. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, said, why does it feel like Debo's going to go for 200 yards and three touchdowns? I'm not saying the Packers are going to lose, but why does it feel like to me, like long hurting Packers fan, why is this going to happen? Like it looks like that. Well, and now I'll shut up. I think the big things are that the team in 2020, the first big thing that that they had that they don't now is that defensive front. Uh, their their front four back then with Solomon Thomas, who's elsewhere, and then uh, DeForest Buckner, who's been playing with the Colts for two years now. Um, it's not the same. They still have like Armstead every- and Bosa. They still do, but it's not mm-hmm. quite. It isn't that front four that they had then, which was just killer. They still have Bosa got Bosa got Bosa Bosa got racked at the end of that game too. He good. might not be full strength. He he got it. He got he got a good. He took a solid shot to the side of the head. Well, so. and getting Bakhtiari back should help some. But I mean, he's he's great. He mm-hmm. just he is. I mean, he's a he's a weird human being. Um, he's mm-hmm. strange, but I mean, like either way. He's um he's really good at football. Well, his grandfather was a mob boss in Chicago. That's <laughs> okay. right. I forget that. That's yep. right. You always forget about that, don't you? That's right. I Him do. and the Kumaros. They're all from a mob family in Chicago. Nice. His Joey Bosa and uh, what's the other Bosa? Uh, Nick. Joey and Nick. Joey and Nick's grandfather was a, a enormously feared hitman in Chicago back during the Capone days. Nico. True story. And they all have the same nose. Weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my nose looks like my grandfather's nose. Uh, That's not stereotyping. Like, I look like my no, grandfather. Just, they look like the their things, grandfather. Just like, and they love the same nose. You look at it. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> they got the Hitman nose. <laughs> that Hitman nose. Hitman nose. Right. Not like Bret Hart, but like a Hitman that actually, oh, Bret you Hart. Know, off speed. Rest in peace. Yeah. Okay. No, Bret Hart's, Bret Hart's still alive. Which one was the one that fell from the... That was Owen Hart. Oh, okay. 
Owen Hart died a lot. He died. Okay, yeah, I got sorry. that. That was back in yeah. high school. Yeah. Bret Hart's still alive. Like Bret Hart's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. That's Mont- Montreal. We won't get into pro wrestling because I will not so get fantastic. out. Of it. We'll just be there. That's forever. a whole nother podcast. Sorry, Mon- um, Montreal screw job. Bret Hart. Bret Hart was the one with wraparound sunglasses. Right. Uh, I also think that. Now, getting back to what we were doing, uh, I think the 49ers defensive yes. backfield has also not not held up in the same way that they, they were just two years ago. This defense is not that defense. Um, well, Richard Sherman would tell you otherwise. Well, I mean, Richard well, I mean, Sherman. he'd agree with you. He would agree yeah. with you that oh, since yeah. he's gone. <laughs> I stuck up Everybody, for that guy on this podcast. John. I know you did. And I, I support it, you saying that. I just have never enjoyed it. Person. All back. I take it all back. He's he was so a garbage. very good cornerback and he's a very smart person. Yes. Um, I just think he's a jerk. There's a lot of smart people who are jerks. I'm not I'm yes. not attacking his intelligence. I mean, the, the guy got through Stanford didn't just like go there. The guy went yeah. there and, and went to glasses and by all accounts, a brilliant guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of a jerk. Um, and he, now he's got a domestic, which makes it way worse. Uh, just, so, just like yeah. our hometown, hometown 22's uh, leading quarterback is also might be a jerk. But you yeah. Know, hey. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. play football. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah. For our team. Yes. And and that's the thing. On the field, Richard Sherman is a fantastic player, or was. was. He isn't now. He's not playing now, so yeah. But Hey, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey made all pro. You see that? Yeah. And so did, yeah. so did the guy who gave up the most passing yards in the NFL this year. Um, yeah. Uh, Diggs. He, he's the guy everybody throws at because he gambles a lot, and sometimes it works. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want to make fun of the all pro thing, but... <laughs> But Campbell made the all pro team, but didn't make the uh, pro bowl. And so it's like, I want to like, I want to slam the all pro team. It's generally better. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So generally better, but yeah. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, who is uh, sitting on the bench, looking up at the top of the stadium, wondering what just happened to him at the end of the Packer game. Yeah. I'm. It's going to be a rematch of last year's NFC championship game in the same spot because I don't see any way the Rams beat the Buccaneers. I just don't. Um, I don't trust the Rams in any meaningful way. They're they're blowing out Arizona right now, but I don't. Arizona is one of those teams just like was falling backwards into the playoffs after a seven and zero start, and you're like, yeah, um, they aren't good right now. They are bad right now, and that's that's just what's happening now. Is the Rams are getting to beat up a team at home that's bad. And now they're going to go play on the road against a team that is good and playing fairly hey, well. Tampa, Tampa Bay did the same thing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tampa got to beat up on a bad team. Yeah. Uh, they got a, you know, they got the seventh seed, which didn't even exist just three years ago or whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And for anybody who's upset about, oh, man, the Chiefs beat up on a team and the Steelers and wouldn't have been better if the Ch- if Chargers were there. Just remind yourself that the Chargers are the Cardinals. You know, it's like, yeah, you got a good quarterback. People were talking about MVP and stuff and has some good mm-hmm. numbers this year. But down the stretch, I mean, the Chargers lost to the Texans and, right. you know, it got blown out by this Chiefs team in the same way. They're horse right. apiece and neither of them matter. Neither the Steelers oh. nor the Chargers belong there. And I don't care which one got in because neither one of them belong there. I'll, I'll give I'll give uh, um, Hay Bear the uh, um, edge on the quarterbacking, though. Yeah, no, so he, he's a better quarterback right hey, now hey, than Roethlisberger. Hey, hey, hey Bear's better than Murray, and that could be confirmed oh, yeah. by Murray's pick six. So 
Justin Haybear is he he's going to be right there with Josh Allen down uh, the stretch. So for anyone who doesn't remember a bear, Bobby air bear back from uh, the old saints games. Saints days. Yes. Thank you. Bobby a bear. A bear. That's a fun name. This is a perfect saints quarterbacks name. So yeah. A bear. And it will be <laughs> Justin a bear on this podcast from me. Her going forward. So, nice. but anyways, yeah, no, I'm glad we put in that seventh seed. I'm glad that we made the second seed go out there and just destroy both seven seeds like that was a waste of time the only valuable thing is it helps the packers in that tampa bay had to go out there and hurt a bunch of their linemen which is terrible i don't want to see it i hope werfs is okay um Mm -hmm. he was looking rough he got taken to the locker room came back out played got hurt again and was off the field um their center got hurt as well so yeah that's the value of this is we're saying you have to go play a whole nother game of football but somebody else isn't playing um that's the only value to this it's not to the seventh seed team it's to the one seed that's the only place I, where I, the value is added i i've got a real honest god question like and this just popped into my head watching that game last night with the eagles like the eagles Ugh. literally laid just laid down yeah they, they really good. did lay down they just laid down and took it and brady had wide open i mean and uh uh, Barry, Barry, Mc, Barry McCockenerner, uh would agree with me on this one. Like he honestly had wide open receivers just running down the field, 10 yards down the field. Like what, what, why, why do teams do that when they get against Tom Brady? Like you don't see that happening against the Packers. You don't see that happening against other teams. I mean, Eagles even, 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 bad. I mean, Josh Allen the other night with the Buffalo Bills running a perfect game, by the way, against the Patriots. Holy smokes. That was a, surprise that was the eagles the eagles are the 25th ranked dvoa pass defense they're they're terrible at that which is i mean gronk's last touchdown pass there was no one around him yeah they're bad he was in a bubble 10 yards on either side and of course you know uh joe buck and trey aikman lost their collectives on that one or no was that uh yeah what yeah either way Either way, they lost their collect. Whoever was on the whoever was on the call lost their collect. It was like Gronk, great, look at him. It's like he literally just walked into the end zone, turned around, and went, "Oh, here's football in my hand." Like, oh, why man. does everybody do that with Tom Brady? That team's just really bad. We'll we'll see because it's going to be Packers did that with Tom Brady last year in the NFC Championship game. Well, why we'll does everybody do they look across the line and go, "Oh, Tom Brady, he's so great. I'm just going to stand here like a statue now." Ooh. Well, we'll see what they do this year with a different defensive coordinator. We'll see how it goes because it's going to happen. It's going to be Packers Bucks NFC title game. I just I don't trust either of the other te- two teams, um, 49ers and Rams. I just don't I, I don't think that they can stay with the other two collectively. So, all right, that is all the football we have because we, we did touch on basically every game. Well, I, I was I, I had some other stuff no, too, you but you did. But I mean, I, like, I was I was going to I was we started off on the McCarthy thing. No, we all have Stockholm syndrome. Maybe Dom Capers wasn't as bad as we thought he was. No, he just just he was. just like Zimmer over in Minnesota got Norv Turner to quit midseason. Maybe Dom Capers just gave up. Maybe he just <laughs> stopped trying. Maybe it's like the opposite effect of Mike Zimmer. Like Mike Zimmer was so focused on defense, they drafted for defense, blah 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 blah, whatever, and they gave defense all the help, and he hated everything that helped with the offense. Yeah. Offense was just there to score points. 
So his defense didn't lose. It was the opposite with Mike McCarthy and Dom Capers, I think. Like they drafted so much into getting that offense up and moving and not in the right ways. And just well, no, that's a lie too, because they drafted, they drafted a whole a ton bunch of, of defense, first round. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's a but what happens if Dom Capers just gave up? Like what happens if he's just like I'm just on the payroll now? I've got nothing to say. I don't know. He didn't have anywhere I mean, else we, to go. He was I, I don't think it's it. I mean it was just a travesty of you know, tragedy of errors the whole way around. And we just saw it there, like McCarthy just at the end of games just does not make the right calls. It's just far too often. So And he makes the wrong calls. And not only that, he hates referees. Yeah. He hates referees so bad. The last thing he did in Wisconsin before leaving, oh yeah, after he was fired from the Packers, was got into a fight with the refs at his stepson's basketball game. He hates refs that bad and are just he's willing to blame everybody but himself. And now like 50 yard gaze down at D- Dallas going, oh, yeah. Oh, that looks familiar. <laughs> got it. That's right. Except you got Dak Prescott and we got Aaron Rodgers. Who, <laughs> and remember when he left too? like everyone was like when McCarthy left, it was like, well, Aaron Rodgers really likes audible out of all the offensive plays. Huh. Should a quarterback, a quarterback draw with 14 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. I, I hope my quarterback audibles out of that one. How about a couple outs? How about anything other than that? And then go into the post game and go, well, the referees hosed us because they didn't get the ball down. So we had a one second shot at the end zone from the 22 yard line. Like that's a guaranteed win. Like you're going to fire it into the end zone from 22 out. And that's, that's, that's your game plan. God, I mean, that's the stuff he used to do to us. And we used to jump on his bandwagon and not and 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 then now it's like, oh wow, Rogers might have been right the whole time, like about all this. And then beyond that, let's move off that. And then the other thing too is that after the Sunday night football game last night, because I have to bring this up, NBC was trying so hard to get us all on the Roethlisberger wagon. Oh no. They they so wanted to yeah. Jerome, they so wanted to Jerome Bettis him. And I'm just sitting there going, no, stop, stop, stop. That's not the bandwagon to jump on. The Roethlisberger not. bandwagon is not a good ju- Oh, you're jumping on the, oh. Oh, we're going to make a hero out of him. Oh. Yeah, oh. Was, that was Shame rough. on you. N- shame on you. Not uh, what, what we can do with NBC. Uh, not, not, not bad company. No, that's not a good one. I, I don't but either know. way, they were so shoving that down our throats for the second week in a row. How great Roethlisberger is. And they do this like <clears throat> words to describe Roethlisberger. And right up at the top, they put family man. And it's like, dude, guys. I mean, stop, stop. I hope stop. he's turned himself around because he did get oh, married that- and everything. there. I mean, I, I, I do hope the best for him, but you, you can't get rid of what ha- happened. Yeah, with him, he did, yeah. he did things, and yeah, you're gonna put him into the Hall of Fame. Well, you are. They're they're definitely going to. He 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 won two Super Bowls. That's what they do. They're gonna you put Eli 18. in. Honestly, Eli if you play 18 years, if you play 18 years in the league, you should make it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, no, that that's you should like if you can last that long in the NFL. Yes, but I mean, it's just like just shoving that, like just shoving it, like here. Here, look, look, look at how great he look. We're gonna shove this down your throat. Shove, eat it, eat this, eat it, eat it, eat it. You want to eat this. And everyone on Twitter is like, no, stop doing this. Like, 
we hate there's other words I can't use, but like get Roethlisberger off the screen. Like we will like Tomlin and the Steelers better once Roethlisberger is gone. Yeah. Because yeah. Tomlin's, Tomlin's never done anything wrong. No. Tomlin's one of the best coaches ever. The only hateable person on that team was him and Antonio Brown at one point. Yeah. And and Heinz Ward. But no. I like Heinz. everyone hates Heinz Ward, but likes Heinz why. Ward at the same time because it's I like, like you take dirty shots, but you're like, you're he's so a receiver who actually you're like, a, you're like a teddy bear that blindsides people. I love you. Yeah. He's a receiver who actually blocked and people hate and him. And he actually yeah. got interviewed for the tight or the Texans job the other day. But I mean, oh, interesting. So. All right, but uh, uh, we're gonna right. move on. Now we can move off football because I had like to get the said. I had to get the Roethlisberger thing right. Just said, like we said, this was gonna be a lot of basketball today. Uh, the Bucks had our hopes up early in this week too because they dropped the house on top of the Warriors, and uh, they should have carried several of those points over to the next couple <laughs> games. Basically, is what happened. Because um, I mean, like that's, they did, they got that's a big. Coach, that's Coach, Coach Boudreau right there. Uh, yeah. How many points did you score in this game, boys? Five. No, we should have saved three points for the next game. Yeah, just they got up big and, and they held on there. I mean, they won by nineteen, and the Warriors did not reach a hundred. It's one eighteen to ninety nine. They played a great game. Um, yeah, they just they were shooting very well, uh, moving well. Everything looked good. The defense was phenomenal. It was all over everybody there, and they they played a a great complete game. And you felt mm-hmm. really good about that. You're like, all right, that's a key clutch win. And then they just went out this last week, um, Saturday and today, uh, the Monday game with the Raptors and the Hawks. Uh, and the Raptors game was a home game. Somebody I know was in attendance at that game. Uh, yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> so how how was everything at that game, Aaron? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, Fiserv is unbelievable. Ruby, is. Uh, I took my daughter Ruby to her second basketball game. And uh, <laughs> she even mentioned she's like, because I took her to game six against the Nets last year in the playoffs. That was her first NBA game. And her rea- her reaction was as expected. She was um, not underwhelmed and actually said, she said afterwards, because when I took her to that game, the Deer District had 60,000 people in it, or not like 20,000 that night. 60,000, I think, was the finals. So there was 20,000 people in the Deer District. It was May, I think, May or June. Okay. Whenever they yeah. played the Nets. Because yeah, yeah. I think the, the finals were in July, right? Right, I believe so. Right. Yeah, so yes. I, I think we were late June. So it was summertime, Milwaukee. There was so many people out there. There was probably... And this is not an underestimate. 400,000 people downtown, probably. Like, okay. there was nowhere to move. There was so much. <laughs> it was 10. It was 10 degrees outside. <laughs> and we parked up by MSOE and walked down. There wasn't a person to be seen. It was so cold outside. The Milwaukee River's frozen. Um, so a little bit different take on the games. But like she said, she's like, oh, I got to watch the game. Because there wasn't everything else going on, like she really got to take in the game. Okay. And uh, uh, we uh, friend of the friend of the show, Pete. Uh, he has season tickets up in row or up in section two twenty four, row five. Um, and so we <laughs> sat up there. So generally, where we sat for the uh, uh, playoff game, but she actually sat and watched the game and had oh, had her attention on the game for two and a half quarters. Not bad oh, for a year old. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we walked around the stadium and we went and saw where everything was. 
Uh, in person, um, Grayson Allen, that guy can jump. And right. the Raptors have the Bucks number on defense. I hate that. Just like do. they, they just absolutely crush the lane. Like every time, Giannis had a, a a pretty bad game. You know, like Bobby was awesome. I'm so glad Bobby's still on the team. He still he still drives the crowd. He's so awesome. Drained a three right as the uh, as halftime ended at the buzzer, and it, yeah, he's the best. I am so glad Bobby Porter stuck around. But the the Raptors really have the Bucks number. Like they swept the Bucks this year. They play they, that was zero for three, and I don't know what it is. But and they have the right people too, between uh, Siakam and uh, the other tall guys. Like they, every time there's a in, in a pass inside or a drive, they drop three dudes into the paint. And it's like a wall. Do you remember like in 2019 when they lost to the Raptors? The same thing they did to Giannis back then. They just drop into the paint. And they force the Bucs to shoot threes. And it's funny because when the Bucs don't have to shoot threes, they can shoot threes. But when they (laughs) have to shoot threes, they can't shoot threes. And everyone else is mid. I think they should just give the ball to Chris Middleton at the top of the key. Not quite three-point range. Just pass the free throw line and let him shoot all day because he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss from the top of the key. I mean, what is that like 20, a 20 footer that dude drops every single shot. Like they should just give it to him every single time. But I, I it was, uh, and, and sorry, we'll get back to it. If you haven't had a chance to get to Pfizer, get to Pfizer. Pfizer's a beautiful it's arena is really it's, good. It's five stars. It's it's a lug like I remember the old Bradley Bradley Center, and I was showing Holly. We were in, uh, we went to the Milwaukee Public Museum today, and I was showing Holly like across the street is where the Bradley Center used to be, yeah. and it fits into that block. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that that's right. That's how small that that stadium was. Like they shoved that thing into one city block. Yeah, Basically, it's... you get into Fiserv, you you walk down to your seats. Um, the food is good. It's reasonably priced ish for an athletic venue. Yeah. 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 I mean, $6 waters and $6 diet Cokes, but anyhow, uh, it's par for the course. Um, Clements brats for they're good. 14, yeah. 14 bucks, but anyhow, <laughs> but the fries are good. They have good crispy fries. I'll give them that. But I mean, they're entertaining during every single t- TV timeout. Yep. It's, it's well worth it. It is absolutely well worth it. The Bucks Beats Drum Squad is amazing. Uh, the T-shirts Tees for Threes brought to you by um, who's a legal guy? The tall Gruber. Guy. Gruber, Gruber Gruber Law Tees for Threes. Every time there's a three, people are getting T-shirts tossed up into the stands. Um, I always just love how he says Lawfices instead of Law Lawfices. Gruber Lawfices. We should do a podcast sometime about people who aren't uh, people who are like uh, Gruber Law Office. I, I just want to know what <laughs> what their gig is in life. But it was fun. They lost. I mean, but we were out the we were out the door before they lost. So, like Ruby said, um, w- they didn't lose while we were in there. And I was like, "Good call, Ruby." So we beat we beat the crowds out because uh, Ruby <laughs> was getting sleepy, 
and she had to go. But we stuck around till about the fourth and a half quarter, or the fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth and a half. Fourth, I don't know. Fourth, no, third and a half quarter. No, that so. would have been amazing. But yeah, sorry, sorry, but sorry, Pete. We we enjoyed the seats immensely. But uh, yeah, we uh, we snuck out a little bit early because she was she was tired, and we took a tour around Fiserv because last spring when we were there, we couldn't do Fiserv because there was. 50,000 nice. No, could you put 50,000 in there? No. 40,000 people stuffed in there. Like there was nowhere so. to go. Like um, there was nowhere to go. So we actually went around and looked at all the nooks and crannies. Cause it was probably about three quarters full. So, but uh, yeah, Giannis, uh, Giannis looks really good. He can uh, move up and down the court and he's a freak. Yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton can really shoot. Grace and Allen can really jump. Um, Wesley Matthews uh, looks the part um, that he doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, he's just a guy who comes in, gets you some threes, um, takes up some good minutes on a team like this, and, and it does all right. Just it, the concern is these Bobby, last two games. These last two games, they took lead um, into the halftime, right? Like they, they led that game at half. They led today at half uh, against Atlanta. Uh, I mean that's in it in Atlanta on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so mm-hmm. not not oh, the greatest time to be playing point. in I didn't Atlanta. Think about that one. That's huge. Um, but yeah, no, the the Bucks today even they were leading with like five minutes left. With six minutes left, it looked like they were going to cruise to the end, and it just everything fell apart. There were a couple, there were a couple calls I really didn't care for, but in the end, you, you can't give up like a ten point lead that quickly. And and blame it on the refs. There was a um, there's one where I think it's Drew Holiday is basically standing at the block, and I can't remember who for the Hawks had the ball, but he comes in and tries to like take a hop shimmy past him, and Holiday mm-hmm. doesn't move, doesn't move at all, and they called the block. Like he's standing dead still. He has no idea why it's being called. It was it was very weird. Like he he tried hopping around him, and and that's it. Like he doesn't put his hands up. He doesn't jump. He doesn't move. He stands completely still and lets himself be bumped into. And, I mean, the guy made the basket anyhow because he wasn't really taking the effort to try to knock it away or anything. He was just standing in his way. And it was a weird call. There's another one where... And it, um, it happened a lot in the, the Raptors game, too. There was a lot of falls called against the Bucks that were not, not good. There's a lot like, of weird ticky-tack calls going... Going against the Bucks in the end. Well, um, Ted Davis used to talk about that last year too. He he said he said for everything that the Bucks had to play against, and everyone wanted to give, uh, you know, KD's foot. Like the Bucks won by a half inch of, you know, one shoe size of KD. Like the Bucks got called for so many tickets. Like they're yeah. not LA. They're not New York. They're gonna get there. They still mm-hmm. get that, even though they have the best player in the league. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He does not complain enough. Quite, quite honestly, he, they, they don't they don't like, get ticky tack because they play hard all the time. Whereas Harden, it literally from the get go off 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 the tip off is in the ref's ears the yeah. whole time. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is like it's this um just just that kind of feeling that kind of like well, I, I, why don't I get this? Why don't I get this call? And you get them eventually, and if you can just get one of those, eventually it 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 makes it worth it. Um. Giannis and the Bucks just kind of play, and it's you know they they play hard and they play decent. They play pretty good defense. Like like this team is not just a, a scoring threat at all times. They do play good defense when they're out there. Um, they, they rotate pretty well. 
Uh, their switches, they, they try to fight through screens rather than doing switchings if they can. But, I mean, like, they still run well on that defense. Um, the the one today, though, is like there was a second one where uh, Middleton is kind of driving in a little bit and then just kind of stops and hops back and takes a, you know, little step back, um, just two-point shot from about halfway down the lane. And they called a push-off. And he very clearly never extends an arm in any way and basically almost doesn't even touch him more than just the kind of I'm kind of driving and you're kind of trying to get in my way. And then he stopped and stepped back and shot. It was a weird offensive foul. Um, it was very strange, but again, there was a, there was a terrible turnover for Middleton. He just kind of threw it away to nothing and it leads to, to Trey young going up and, and putting up a, a, a good looking open shot. Uh, they, they had some bad fouls down the end that, uh, gave them like the Hawks were already in bonus with like six, seven minutes left. And they used that very well. I mean, Trey Young got to the line a couple times. They did a decent job against him. I mean, like he got seven points in the first quarter and over the next three quarters, he got like what 10 or 12 more total points in three quarters. I mean, he didn't blow out anybody. It wasn't like he was lighting it up, and you just can't stop him because he's he's shooting unconscious. It's just they they didn't finish. This is two games in a row where the problem is they didn't finish the game, and that's two games is not a trend yet because the game before this they blew out you know the the, the Warriors. But uh, I would like to see something better next time they come out on the floor. I mean they're going to come play the Grizzlies and then a big game, a big game coming up on the twenty first. They're going to get the Bulls in Pfizer and that's going to be fantastic uh it's going to be two of the the three best teams in the east and it should be a uh a heck of a game to see how they do there i guess it's two of the five because milwaukee has now fallen back down they're the fifth seed currently cleveland back up into the fourth seed chicago's hanging on to that first seed but they're only two games away from milwaukee really just so i don't know i want to say i want to say they're going to play against memphis um I think so too. I don't think Memphis really has as much right now. But. You know, you know, you know. We we keep wanting to give uh, Giannis the best player in the league bit right now, yeah. which he is right now. John Morant, by the way, Oof. is real. Yeah, and he will. He it if you think you can block a shot in Phoenix with one hand, John Morant will do it with two hands. That was incredible. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> dude was that dude was six feet off the ground. From his feet to the, his yeah. grabbed it like a rebound. The defend, was, was at the other dude's shoulders, and that dude was six foot six. He jumped up and caught a shot, basically. Yeah, he did, and then ridiculous. ran into the and ran into the backboard, and then landed landed it. Yeah, it was crazy. He was he yeah, he he Simone Biles that thing at the end too. Like he stuck the <laughs> landing. He yeah. really did. That guy is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Like. He is, yeah, yeah. He's he. Well, he's like Giannis, like nothing you've ever seen before. Like just when you didn't think you could see anything else, like yeah, yeah. You thought you know, and and let's 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 dumb it down for the people listening. <laughs> so for so let's talk about LeBron. Okay, LeBron, sure. And so after that, Katie, skinny version of LeBron can shoot better. Um. Uh, Harden's got a bigger beard, better personality, shoots a lot, left-handed, step back, jerk. Yeah. Just I a, mean, a free throw no, no, nothing, dependent. 
nothing, nothing new, nothing new, nothing new, nothing new. You know, there's, and then all of a sudden, Giannis comes along. He's like, "Oh, look at this new thing! Whoa, what is this new thing? Holy, holy smokes! It's like Russell Westbrook, except he's seven foot tall, without an attitude, and doesn't shut down because he's mentally anguished he, because he isn't <laughs> trapped with the idea of being Michael Jordan." Right, exactly. He isn't trapped by that, which most American players were and, and continue then, to be. Yeah, and didn't come up through AAU. And I'm sure John Rant played lots of AAU, but he came up through Murray State. He yeah. came up through a nothing college. And which, here's this, this, this. what is he, six foot eight, maybe? Like right, 190 pounds? Looks like he is bouncing off a trampoline every time he jumps. He's crazy good. Oh, he's and, uh, he's amazing. And like, I told everybody about this a couple years back when he came into that uh, playoff game. And that was the like Marquette drew Murray State to start off mm-hmm. with as a 512. I'm like, Marquette's going to lose this game. John Morant's the best player on this floor. And Marcus Howard is out there and he's nice. But John Morant is the best player yeah. on this floor. And you're going to see it. And uh, he oh. tore him apart. And I felt bad about it. I didn't want them to win. I wanted Marquette to win. Right, but man, John Morant, I mean, he was special, and you could see it then. So. Yeah, and and friend of the show Pete said that you know when he saw him at a Bucks game, he's like, uh, "This kid's different." Like, Giannis is different. Like he's like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Does that make sense? Like he's he didn't used to be Tyrannosaurus Rex. Now he is Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex. Mm-hmm. John Morant, pterodactyl, like. <laughs> Dude just flies over top of everybody. Like he's he he's he's Dominic Wilkins, man. He oh, really okay. is. He just that, yeah. just can just can fly. That that's a and good I, one. Yeah. I like it. Let's, so, let's pick yeah, up some I want, other dinosaurs I want to see that for game. people. I want to see that game for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, who were you talking about earlier? Um, the Cal Drago, whoever you were saying there earlier. He's he oh. can be. In, <laughs> He can yeah, be a, Steve, Stephen Adams, Stephen, Stephen Adams. Anderson. Yeah, he can be an Ankylosaurus, and yeah. you know, let's just go through the list of all the different dinosaurs we can have here. Uh, yeah, no, Steve, Steve Anderson, <laughs> the Cal uh, Cal Drago, uh, Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the actor's name? Um, help me out here. From uh, Momoa, Jason played, Momoa. Played, yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he looks like Jason Momoa. He's even got the tattoos to go with it. Like, check it out tonight. Um, he, uh, uh, um, uh, go on YouTube and look up, uh, uh, Bradley from the bulls and John Moran got into a fight. John Moran getting into fights lately here. He thinks he's in the <laughs> NHL. He's starting to fight a lot, but, uh, Bradley and, uh, John Moran getting jawing and some hands to faces. Steven Anderson literally picks up Bradley like a baby. <laughs> And walks him away. You can see him fighting, and all of a sudden, his arms and legs just go limp. Like, and he's still jawing, but realizes, like, I'm not going to get away from this. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say an expletive there, but this you big didn't. guy, this all big right. guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's got me. I ain't moving. And transitioning from John ja Morant yes. and then John ja Morant against Marquette to Marquette playing somebody without John ja Morant. Uh, oh, there we go. Marquette had quite quite a week. I mean, like this team right now. I don't know how they're not. It's a travesty that this team is not a top 25 right now. It really is. Travesty. It, 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 this team. Travesty. Yeah. I mean, like in the last couple of weeks, like, so they beat Providence after they lost to Creighton when Creighton went crazy and hit a bunch. Um, they put up 75 in that game. 
Marquette then, like we talked about, they beat number 16 Providence. Then they went out to uh, Washington, D.C. They beat Georgetown handily by nearly 30, 28 points here. They, I mean, they beat them up badly. Uh, then they, they beat up DePaul, is, which is, is not Is Ewing good. still the coach out at Georgetown, by the way? I believe he is, yes. They they, yeah. they were the tournament champions last year. I mean, the, the Big East tournament champions last year and got into the NCAA. Yes. Um, love, but I love Patrick Ewing, by the way. The DePaul game is not interesting because you know, they should beat DePaul. DePaul hasn't been that great. DePaul did beat Seton Hall earlier, um, which was very bad for Seton Hall, who was very angry about it. But the Pirates, <laughs> which sounds, is a weird moniker. Sounds like an Eminem song. DePaul beat Seton Hall. Uh, yeah. But Marquette playing number 20 ranked uh, Seton Hall. They get him at home. Um, Marquette got up early. They really did. Uh, had some, some really nice games from... Uh, Marcel had his highest scoring game uh, yet, and he he was fantastic. Um, the defense was again phenomenal for Marquette, especially early. Like early on, Marquette was just smothering them. They they turned back to back possessions at one point into transition threes. Like stole the ball, went down, transition three drops. We got the ball, they come down, steal the ball, down, transition three. It was like what an incredible. Uh, play that was uh, Bryce Aiken, the, this kid from Seton Hall. He can just straight out play. Uh, he just shot the lights out to end the first half and really just kind of took over for there and brought them back in. But the, you know, Marquette went in still with a lead and ended up holding on to it. Um, good game all around. A lot of different players. Justin Lewis, he normally leads the team in scoring. Had a little bit of a rough patch here today in this game. I mean, he still puts up eighteen. One of the, the weirdest parts for me watching the game was at one point, Lewis goes in, gets just absolutely thumped to the ground, lands on his hip, and can't get up right away. And he is rising on the ground. No whistle. There's no foul. They just let him keep playing. And so they just go down the floor, and uh, they just they, they play for several seconds. They play for quite a while there, and they get a bucket because it's five on four because there's a guy still lying on the floor on the other end. No whistle. They just they just let him keep playing. I was like, you got to blow a whistle for that. That, that was ridiculous. Uh, but the only thing that anyone will be talking about, and I'll tell you, if I were a Seton Hall fan, which I am not, this would have bothered me. I would have been upset by this. Um, game is tied at 72. There's not that long left. It, there's basically enough time that shot clock is about to expire. There'll be like a second left or less than a second left. Once the shot clock goes off, Marquette dribbles around for a while as there's about time is about to expire. Lee gets a, a little, the fake jump shot, you know, like a, you know, he, he, he does the pump fake jumps up and leans in. And, um, the, I think it was Aiken even comes in quickly to try to get in front of him. Uh, and ends up getting smoked, you know, because he's leaning into the shot, jumping forward. Right. Uh, but, I mean, like, he does jump into him, which is the only defense you can make for this call, is he's not really settled. He's kind of jumping into the way, hoping to kind of be there. But, again, the Mar- the Marquette guy, he, he jumps straight up, in, not straight up, but straight into him, basically, and then leans in and shoots, and it gets blocked a little bit, and they called the foul. Uh, they also said it was a two-point shot, I guess, it's hard to see from a lot of the replays, but they called it a two. He makes the first, misses the second, immediate timeout by Seton Hall. 
Um, but they, they can't get a shot off in time, really, that, that was going to do anything. They got a ball in the air, but it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't do anything. So, yeah, Seton Hall was yelling for the last, I don't know, it had been probably 10, 15 minutes of airtime, but was the last 1.8 seconds of a basketball game in time. Um, but Marquette sneaks out with a 73-72 win. That's four straight for Marquette, uh, beating mm-hmm. two top 20 teams in that stretch. Uh, they're what, 12 and six now. And that, I mean, looking good. They're looking good. The defense has been conti- continuing to be good. Um, Evans has been giving them some good scoring or sorry, Justin Smith, sorry, has been getting some good scoring and getting Marcel more involved in the offense has been fantastic for them. They've been doing a good job with some of those things. Prosper coming in every now and then too. Yeah, there's plenty of good things coming up, but, uh, Marquette's got a killer schedule for the rest of the month. All right, like they're going to play number 11 Villanova on the road. The yep. number 20 Xavier Musketeers are coming in. Uh, then they'll play Seton Hall again, who is no longer ranked. And then Providence <laughs> in Providence, number 21 ranked Providence, uh, looking for revenge against uh, Marquette from earlier. I still think Marquette is one of the top 25 teams in this country, and they should be ranked. But uh, And then after Providence, they play Villanova again. You yeah. forgot to mention that. Well, yeah, I, play, I only went to the end of they, the month. Then yeah. they play Connecticut, yeah, and then like, they play Butler, and then they played. Yeah, yeah, it's like old Big East again. Yeah, it's it, they look good, though. They look good. They're they're young, and they're rising. I, I feel good about that team going forward. But I what, feel, are, what, what are you doing next weekend, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think that far ahead just yet. Well, well we, I mean, that's me and me and the me and the friend of the show, Pete, talk about this all the time. Like, you know, I talk about how great Pfizer is. We should go there for a Marquette game. <laughs> we how should, fun would that be? I mean, it says right now that uh, Xavier next Sunday, one o'clock, tickets as low as nine dollars. Right, because the Packers so, are on. So, no, they're on Saturday. I'm sorry, that's right. Right, so yeah. so you could you could yeah. enjoy Pfizer without. The prices of a Bucks game. <laughs> well, something at least. Dear, dear God. But what I'm more excited about in terms of Wisconsin basketball is the number eight ranked Wisconsin Badgers. I mean, that's crazy. Tell me that you had any inkling beginning of the season that the Badgers would be ranked eighth, a top twenty team or top ten team. No, because I don't no. <laughs> pay attention to Badgers basketball. You told me they weren't going to be number eight in the conference. I, I'm the shocked. I am absolutely shocked. Um, I'm shocked. You're shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, Chucky Hepburn has been great on ball defense and, you know, <laughs> helpful in the scoring. Um, just Jonathan Davis has been amazing this week. He was not, uh, he did not play his best game this week against, uh, against Ohio state. And right. what was 13 versus 16. And, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember what he shot here. Oh, that's uh, right. We need Davis to talk was, about the 13, 16 game. That's right. That happened after last week's show. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Davis shot four of 18. He finishes with 14 points, but four of 18 from the field. He was terrible. Tyler Wall, though, gets 20 points and Brad Davison puts up 25. I mean, what? I mean, that's yeah, no, that, was, that was my only take from it, from uh, researching the game as I do and watching yeah. most of it. Yeah, I was. Um, that Davis wasn't good and they still beat Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, that's good, right? Because everyone wants to say, you know, you got Davis and that's all you got. And it's It's not. No, they he played like garbage ish. Like because I'm not going to rip on the guy. I mean, he's (laughs) been a revelation for this team this year. But but 
yeah, he, he didn't play game. the best, and everybody else played good. Hey, yeah. let's take that and roll. I mean, Crowell looked <laughs> good too. I think I, when I watched him out there, Crowell looked good. His defense was was solid, and he puts up nine points and seven rebounds in a game like this. Um, Vote got out there and played pretty well for a bit. He got another four points added in there. Uh, they went fairly deep in the bench here. Um, they got Carlson, Gilmore, Vote, uh, the other Davis, uh, his brother Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Bowman, Neath. Neath had three points. He hit a big three in the corner at one point. Uh, that was that was a very clutch moment for the team too. Uh, Higginbottom even got out there. So yeah, it was a it w- it was a very solid game. There was a point at the end where Ohio State made it a six-point game, and they really found a way to try to get a little bit of momentum push, and you felt like maybe it was slipping away, that this was a good team, and maybe they're going to find a way. Um, Liddell played lights out. Uh, he was rough to handle, but he fouled out, and it was it was kind of hilarious. If you were watching this game, Brad Davison takes, I think it was a charge from Liddell, or whatever it was. I can't remember what the call was, but when he does... Davis is walking down the floor and he's holding up five hands and then starts pointing at the door and like five hands and run. he's just like five you're out he's not looking at him he's not looking at him he's looking at the fans in the stands he's like five you're out that was that was kind of funny because he's not in his face he's just he is uh he he's he's Bobby Portis you know like he's yeah. that guy who's he is just pure energy he is as into this game as any of the fans are which is not always true from people in, in sports. Um, but he a hundred percent is. And man, I feel good about this team and they're gonna they're gonna blow the doors off Northwestern. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. But then Michigan State's the one you're gonna look at. Um they they kind of get an on again off again here. So they're gonna get Northwestern uh, on the road. Then they'll get Michigan State at home, which should be an incredible game. Michigan State I mean, I'm glad there's a game between them and what just happened and and the Badgers. Um, yep. Because they just lost to Northwestern, and they're going to be mad. And I don't want to play them next. I want to play them after that, once they've calmed down, beaten up on somebody else. Uh, yep. But then they'll play Nebraska. Well, I, just hope every, I just hope everybody beats Michigan State all the time, because Michigan State deserves to be beat all the time for all the uh, discretions that they've done Ugh. in their university In that university, history. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been bad. They should lose at everything, at everything. They should mm-hmm. lose at everything all the time. I agree. Yes, but that's where we're at with basketball. Basketball is still pretty <laughs> phenomenal in the state of Wisconsin at this point. Um, we're going to wrap up everything else, though, uh, as quickly as we can kind of get through it here. Uh, more good news ahead for everybody uh, with the segment of this show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, in terms of everything else we've got here, we do have a little bit of hockey. Women's hockey did not play this week for uh, Wisconsin. Also, the NCHA didn't have any women's hockey games. UW was supposed to play St. Thomas, but there's problems with St. Thomas and COVID, so they didn't play St. Thomas. The St. Tommy Cobbers. No, the Tommies. Tommies. All right. Uh, Badgers are scheduled to play the number five ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, in Minnesota. In Minnesota, Friday and Saturday. The men's team, however, back to our beating Michigan State because they deserve to be beaten. The Badgers sweep Michigan State. Uh, fantastic. Getting uh, the home game. Beat them up pretty well, too. They get a they get a 5-2 to two win and then a 3-2 to two win. 
uh, over the weekend. Uh, Desaint Fowl had a couple goals in that five to two win. Uh, again, one of the young guys on this team, he's a sophomore. He now has seven goals, which leads the team. He's passed Brock Caulfield and Tarek Baker, who are both uh, seniors, well, senior and super senior. So it's nice to start seeing some of those younger guys coming in for those those big plays. Course and Kuhlman's uh, having some some big uh, assist games here. He now leads the team in points. He's a freshman defensive uh, defenseman for this team. So yeah, Badgers getting two big wins there. Uh, it's also good because it holds Michigan State into the second to last place in the Big Ten. Uh, so Wisconsin is third from the bottom ahead of Penn State and Michigan State. So that's that's nice, and they'll get Penn State next uh, in Penn State. One fun thing about Penn State is they play on a, a, a larger sheet than than most other places. I think. Or no, I'm trying to remember if it's larger or they play they play a faster game. They're going to try to get as many shots on goal. They play on a different size sheet of ice than the rest of, of, of the, the league does, basically, because college hockey, you're allowed to have the sheet of ice you want, essentially. So some yeah, play no, Olympic I mean, size. Have, and, you can have Olympic ice or you can have... NHL yeah. type of ice, yeah. So I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah, so that's one of those fun ones. Like, go look up when you're looking up teams on USCHO.com. Check out what their board size are because you see the dimensions on their rink because they're not all the same. Uh, in terms of D3 hockey, we've got uh, I guess let's see. So coming in this week, uh, we had Northland getting into a tie with Gustavus Adolphus, the Golden Gusties. Eau Claire gets a good win against Concordia of Minnesota. St. Olaf beat River Falls. Stout beat up on St. Mary's, which is in Winona. And Superior beat St. John's, the Johnnies. Uh, Saturday, coming back into Saturday, then Eau Claire gets the, the sweep then of Concordia river falls splits with St. Mary's after a three to one loss and St. Olaf sweeps or yeah, sweeps stout Gustavus Adolphus then loses to superior. So superior gets a two win weekend. That's fantastic for them. Stevens point will be playing Tuesday and went or just Tuesday this week against UW Eau Claire. The number 13 ranked pointers in terms of women's WIAC. Uh, this week we had, uh, there weren't really a whole lot of games, I guess. Marion beat Northland and that looks like really the only scores from women's hockey, NCHA or WIAC. Uh, if we're looking at also in Wisconsin, the other schools that play, uh, St. Norbert now number seventh ranked St. Norbert sweeps Lake Forest. They beat them four to one. And I'm sorry if I'm trying to find the other score they had. I know they swept them this weekend, seven to six in overtime. So they they move up to number seven, getting two big wins there. Lawrence played Marion, both of those Wisconsin schools. Lawrence gets the four to one win, and then they play to a five five tie the next night. So that's where we are with all of that. And like we said, there weren't any other women's scores. Other big news that we had this weekend is Wisconsin wrestling beats Minnesota. And the best part is they had it all locked up after the uh, 197 wrestler. So the Wisconsin has the number eighth ranked um, 285 uh, Hilger, Trent Hilger. But uh, Minnesota has the number one ranked guy, and he beat him badly. Uh, like he took a major decision from him. But it didn't matter because it was already 21 to 11, and the Badgers get the dual victory. The Badgers remain undefeated in duels. Uh, came into this match ranked... Uh, number 10 in the country 
And uh, yeah, that I mean, that's, that's incredible. I think just we have not seen Wisconsin wrestling being this good in quite a while. Uh, big wins from uh, a lot of the the lighter uh, wrestlers in this one. Uh, I know Barnett specifically got a big win. Uh, Model got a win as well. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm forgetting all of them off the top of my head. But they, they had a lot of big wins in lower weight classes, including a couple pins that really helped out get that score run up quickly. Uh, so like I said, by 197, when, when they get that win, that was the end of it. So I think that they're 7-0 and now in duels. And they finished third in the, um, whatever the name of that one that they just played in Illinois the last week where they had uh, like 20 different schools at. So it's a pretty good good thing i mean you need to have big 10 plus if you're going to watch the wrestling but uh they did a very good job and this was uh this is a fun wrestling team to follow their twitter does a fantastic job of keeping up with it in match too if you want to see any of that anything else you want to add aaron i'm so i'm so angry right now john (laughs) Uh oh Uh, well i'm trying to look i'm trying to look up ice 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 arena sizes for the big 10 (laughs) <laughs> and the Star, Star Tribune, uh, Fish Wrap uh, fish Factory West in the uh, <laughs> Twin Cities has a list, but paywall. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, just don't. I'm just trying to find some facts here. Come on. <laughs> every every single one I go into, too. And I don't want to go down that Reddit rabbit hole. So, um, <laughs> oh. Oh, what I wanted to say, though, to uh, wrap up about the uh, Bucks uh, playing uh, Golden State so well, like they they literally took it to Golden State uh, woodshed style. Like it, it wasn't even close. Like it was. And then two days later, they lay an egg against the Raptors tonight. They lay an egg against the Hawks. And I wonder, like, it's it's just like game one against the Nets, like the very first game of the season, the only game that Brooke Lopez has played so far. Like they came out and they slapped the Nets around to remind the Nets that we can slap you around. Yeah. And then Golden State came to town and they slapped around. They they owned Golden State. Like it wasn't even close. Like it yeah. was ridiculous. Like the score only shows what happened in the fourth quarter after nobody cared. Like I actually at one point thought that they stopped caring enough that Golden State might catch up. <laughs> <laughs> like because they stopped caring that much. It was so bad against Golden State. Like they were they came out and just just absolutely like here here okay you want to see how good we are? Here's how good we are. Bum 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 and like yep. Holy smokes. Just like, to clear it up for you, Aaron, too, I, I did look this up now. They actually have a smaller sheet of ice. I had that backwards. Minnesota plays on the bigger sheet. Uh, right. Penn State plays on a 200 by 85 sheet. UW yes. actually plays on a 200 by 97 sheet of right. ice. And then also, 200 by 100 is Olympic, right? I believe so. And I think Minnesota plays on that. Here's yeah. the fun part, too. Uh, the Kohl Center holds 15,359 people. 15,000. The uh, Pagula Ice Arena in uh, University Park holds 5,782. So <laughs> it's a smaller uh, place all around. Love but it. yeah, 
Yeah. Anyhow, so thank you. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll so see. no, the bucks, the bucks will be fine. And uh, yeah, Olympic size ice uh, sheets are huge. They are huge. And uh, 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 where I went to school up at UW Superior at uh, Westman Ice Arena, we did have the small rink. I remember mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, most smaller schools, I think, do. Two hundred by eighty-five. I think something yeah, like that. That's yeah. What it is. yeah. All right. Thank you again for joining us, everybody. Uh, it's been a wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We're looking forward to hopefully another wonderful week uh, and a Packer win uh, to get us through this next week and into what we've got coming up here in the week ahead of us. Uh, remember to follow us at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, and at Cheddar Talk. And whether you are on the town or on the go, remember it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.